0: This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome, and I'm binaries. Welcome to another edition of Dog and Pop, the podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your host, The Finch and of course, this week I am on my own. If you don't follow the podcast on Twitter, I did tweet out that pretty much I'm writing solo for this week because isn't out of town, so it's up to me to give you some good things. And guess what? I get to talk about something I love to discuss. That is anime! And before we do that, um, make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Poptalkin'. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com. Search for Talkin' Pop. If you enjoy JRPGs or role-playing games, you can follow me on Twitch. I am TheCasualGamer at Twitch.tv slash 685. That's F O N C H I Z E 685. Make sure you hit that follow button. That way you get notified when I'm streaming again. Also, check out our merch store at spring.com. You can go to spring.com, search for Talking up and you can check out our merch stuff. We got hoodies, especially right now with fall coming up. You want to cozy up with a nice warm hoodie. Or even a coffee mug. That way you want to share a hot beverage. Or you got, we got shirts, we got tank tops. If you feel a little, especially in the states that you live in, there, you get warm weather almost all year. Alright, let's get to it. Let's get to the anime today. We're going to try to do an hour today because it's just me and we'll see. My voice is kind of like a little shot a little bit because, you know, I, had a, I was at a wedding last night. Um, uh, pretty much we goes there too, but of course today he had plans. But we, while we're friends, you know, they were supposed to get married last year. But, unfortunately, you know, COVID happened and, you know, they had their wedding last night. It was fun. I had a great time. You know, they were very happy we were there. And, you know, I'm happy for the couple. And to many, like, hopefully, I guess this year is like pretty much, you know, even 2021 is almost over. It's like a lot of weddings are starting to happen. Of course, we're in October. Halloween. That's great. Halloween is back again. But, of course, people, it's been like jokes and stuff saying like, it was like, oh, I've been wearing a mask all year and eating candy. It's basically, the whole year was basically Halloween. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so let's get to it. Um, I'll let you guys know what I'm watching. But I do want to pull up, of course, with this year. It's been the most anime I've seen this year than last year. Of course, when, pan- when the pandemic happened in Japan, you know, everywhere... A lot of anime productions were supposed to release last year. Got pushed back to this year. You know. They had to follow like strict guidelines. You know. Voice artists had to like. Either record from home for the first time. Or they record studios. But they had to like. Set up the studios to be like socially distanced. Or put up barriers. It was a great. Like. It was like a weird experience. So like I said. A lot of studios had to like. You know. Delayed a lot of the works that were supposed to release last year. And to go into this year. But like. I'm barely catching up on a summer anime. Um, I'm like, right now, for my main focus, I'm trying to focus on one series at a time. Because I kind of have, like, this issue that I keep jumping from back to forth, you know, from one series to another. So I kind of lose my train of thought. And I get, like, kind of sidetracked because there's a lot of shit going on. And it's like, you know, a lot of anime to catch up on or... You know, you see stuff on Twitter. I'm reading manga. So, it's like my attention has been like divided Because i been reading ma- manga more than watching anime. But I'm trying to catch up. So, it's, right now, my main focus is like try to concentrate on what anime I'm watching. But I will discuss some of the animes that i managed to see during the summer 2021 season that I completed. And I'll give you guys what I rated it from my anime list. Um, if you want to check out my anime list, my profile on my anime list. Let me pull it up here. Um, It is... Hold on. Let me see if I can pull up my profile. My profile is A L F O B A R R six eighty five. You can follow me on there, so you can check out what animes I have watched. And there's some animes I am planning to watch for the twenty twenty one season. But chances are I'm probably going to try to read the manga first to see what the sources are, so I can get an idea what the adaptation is going to be. So I can go in and see, hey, did they did this scene right or did they skip something? Because sometimes, you know, there's some animes, they became infamous for skipping whole arcs. Like, the Promised Neverland season 2. I haven't read, I haven't watched Promised Neverland. I'm thinking of reading the manga first, before I jump into that series. because so the second season was kind of like a, you know, a hit to the face to the fan, to the manga readers who read it, because apparently what I, read, what I heard that they read on Twitter, that they skipped, like, pretty much a whole arc. So I need to go and read that arc to see what happened. <laughs> so... Well, for we do, before we do that, we'll get some other pop culture news. Because this thing I kept hearing or reading about was I follow, like, you know, websites, like pop culture websites and stuff. And the one thing I kind of, like, you know, saw that it's been discussed a lot is the Netflix series Squid Game. and It's been talked a lot to the point where apparently, I guess a phone number that was featured in the show was a real number. And I guess people were prank calling whoever owned that number. And it kind of sucked. And... I'm gonna see what I read right now. I got this article saying why is Netflix's Squid Game such a hit? And pretty much I'm gonna pull up any articles relating to it. Because like I said, with Netflix, I am like, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I hardly see Netflix or for the original anime. Like anime that's not available like on Crunchyroll, Funimation, or Hulu, or High Dive. So I just watch like the original animes and they're like, I just I'll tell you right now which animes I finished because most of them are on Netflix. Um, I'm reading news here. Uh, here we go, Squid Game. So basically, what Squid Game is, it's like a Korean like um show, and pretty much it's like kind of like a game. And it says here, well, the premise is like hundreds of cash-strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in a troupe's games. Inside, a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes. A survival game that has a whopping forty million dollar prize. It's so it's kind of like you know it's like pretty much um yeah it's pretty much like a like almost like a real life you know battle royale type of thing but with the promises of you know a prize and i haven't seen it and like a lot of people are talking about it um it's been talked a lot on social media it's it's like almost like live action version of fortnite almost or like battle royale if you ever seen that um japanese film as well and with the ideas of Thing because it's like, I haven't seen too many Korean dramas. I know they're really popular and stuff. I mean, it's called Squid Game. So, I don't know if it's like a play on words or they're playing deadly games. And the way it looks like they're all like, I guess you're in teams or something. Because they're all wearing like matching colors. But the way that the images look like. Because I'm probably going to try to see for myself why is it popular. So, I might check the show out. But if you guys have any opinions about it or want to let me know, just feel free to tweet. The podcast, um, Twitter handle, Act Pop Talking, P O P T A L K I N. Tell me know what you guys think of, you know, Squid Game. I'm gonna watch it maybe I'll talk about it next week on the podcast. But like I said, that's one of the stories I read from ComicBook.com because they cover it. And like I said, it's it's almost like an anime insect because they do these weird games. I guess children's games they call it. And I guess one of the numbers in there is like a real number and apparently the person who owned it, you know. People were calling them pranking them and stuff, so it's kind of weird. But I have to see it for myself and see why it's popular before I give you guys my opinion when I think about it. But apparently it's one of it's um I guess it's one of the top ten streaming right now on Netflix. So I'll have to see what the hype is all about. So it's one of those things like I said, I never read it before. I just see the name popped up so many times. So I'll I check it out. So, like I said, if you guys have a good opinion or an opinion of Squid Game. Please let me know on Twitter or on Facebook at Facebook.com, slash for talking Pop, and post your opinion on there. Let me know what you guys think. Um, one thing I did want to pull up, Marvel Rise, before I jump into anime. Um, I don't know. This was, like, since last week. Um, I read that, you know, the family of the late Steve Ditko is apparently suing Marvel to get rights of the characters that the, you know, the fame, you know, comic book creator, you know, he was, you know, he created a spy man along with Stan Lee they're trying to get, you know, I guess the rights apparently, and right now Marvel and Disney are trying to fight to keep those rights. So, apparently, there's a copyright law <coughs> that apparently it's called the Copyright Law of 19 Act of 1976, which apparently I can according to this article about it's called family estate co-creator Steve Ditko's Marvel, it's from comic book comic years. Articles written by Justin. And this is what she said. Um, pretty much um, what the copyright is there. 1976, Congress passed the Copyright Act of 1976, which added protections for authors, their heirs, and publishers. It is a lot to read, but the main term thing worth knowing allows the authors of the heirs to file for copyright termination. So basically, it doesn't mean um, Marvel won't keep making things with like people think, oh, maybe they're gonna get the rights back so right. I think that happened with like Spider with like, the Superman rights too, with Simon Schuster. I think they set it on a court for that one. Um basically what it means is they have to like pretty much Um Basically what according to this article what they say is if it's a self-determination to copyright wouldn't mean Marvel can't keep making things with Spider-Man. Or any of the other disputed characters, it will mostly mean Marvel will have to pay Dicko's this, 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 this estate whenever they use the character, and they may not be able to use some of the things that are covered by the trademark. But those are true of things like the actual character Peter Parker, which is apparently distinct from Spider Man. All the costumes, abilities, and a few other things. Um, right now, they're trying to reach, apparently, when I read right now, they're trying to reach a summit with the estate of Dicko. Hopefully, that it's like the same thing with like the token and all that, you know, the heirs and stuff. It happens, you know. Um, apparently, uh, it says here in reaction to Dicko's lawsuit, Marvel file, five lawsuits of black errors of different comic creators from reclaiming rights to a bunch of characters such as Spider Man, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Ant Man, Doctor Strange. You know, it's like Jack Kirby, you know, he used to be with Marvel, and of course, you know, he co created a lot of characters there too, as well. So, it's like the same thing. But, um, right now that, um, right now that, you know, that hopefully we'll find out if they settle. I mean, it's a, it'll be a big blow, but I mean, with Marvel right now, they like Marvel Disney pretty much right now, recently they settled with, um, Scar Johansson on that. She got her settlement. She got her due pay, her payday basically. Ever since she sued him, you know, based on her contract with Black Widow. So I'm glad that saga kind of like, you know, resolved itself. But with the Spider Man one, we have to wait and see because, you know, it's interesting how now they're all coming out and saying, oh, we want our money and stuff. Like, I understand because your, you know, your father or grandfather created one of the most iconic characters ever and you feel that you deemed to earn some compensation. So I'm thinking Marvel will try to find a way to settle. With the air with the Steve Dicko estate, you know, out of court, so that way they can keep the rights of Spider Man and be able to utilize the character for many more. I've been there's been talks about Venom, like Let There Be Carnage, about apparently there's a post credits scene, which apparently, you know, it's pretty much raising a lot of like, like a lot, like it's pretty much blowing people's minds right now in the post credits scene for Let There Be Carnage for Venom that supposedly will have implications on the upcoming Sony Spider Man universe. Because um, we all know, like Tom Holland's deal with um, with the collaboration of Marvel and S- Sony kind of ends, I think after the not after this upcoming film, Spider Man Three, you know, but with um for um with which call it with Spider Man no Way Home, but with the I think he's signing up for another like team up movie, like another Avengers team up movie, which is probably gonna feature a new lineup of Avengers. And, you know, Sony's slowly trying to develop a uh, Marvel Universe, you know, we see that with uh, Morbius, which I don't know what's going to happen with that film because there hasn't been any, you know, upcoming trailers, any news. And I think I'm I think right now, like a lot of films getting pushed back again because of COVID and because of the pandemic. So we have to wait and see what's going on with that, but they are slowly developing the Sony Spider-Man Universe and possibly of Tom Holland crossing over to so that with the whole introduction to the multiverse, thanks to, you know, you know, the Snap. From Endgame, and of course, you know, we've heard about the multiverse and Far From Home. And of course, Doctor Strange will have a kind of role in it as well. Basically, we've seen the recent trailer for Far From Home. <laughs> From the way home, so. Yeah, so that's pretty much, let me see what else is coming up right as well. There's one thing like Squid Game, and that's one other thing I want to talk about. Like, I have to, I have to see Squid Game just so I can have a good understanding, Um, uh, you know, why it's popular, why is there so hype for it. Um... Uh, right now, so far, I have not uh, successfully attained a PS5. I'm just going to wait out until the whole supplies get replenished because it has been talks that the system's going to be hard to find until like even to mid of next year. So I'm like, I'm not in a hurry. I'm enjoying my PlayStation 4. There's a lot of games I bought during the big in Japan sale for PlayStation. So I am content with the games I have. So luckily, most of those games will be able to cross over to the PS5. Once I attain a PlayStation 5. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> so, yeah, guys. So, like I said, Mbiko not here. I got to talk more about anime soon. So let's get to it. You guys probably want to see. But for first I start previewing the fall lineup for anime. I want to show you guys. Um, I want to go through my anime list and show you what series I have completed and ones I'm still watching. So we'll go to the ones that I have completed. So let me go to my list. And see which of the 2021 animes for the summer of 2021 that I have completed. So let's go on to my list. If my app works. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go to my anime list. Here we go. Let's pull up the wands for 2021. So dry, my animal. sorry, guys. I wonder if I had to like refresh this. There we go. Okay, one of I did finish, even though it was spring and in summer, I did finish Bukudo no, no Hero Academia, fifth season, or My Hero Academia, season five. I was blown away by the My Villain uh, Academia arc. Um, I felt this season was great. Um, it had the two arcs, I had three arcs, you know, it had the collaboration training arc between, you know, Class 1A and Class 1B, you know, we got to see more Class 1B, we got to see the other, like, students in the other hero class, and it's cool to see their quirks. I enjoyed reading it in the manga, I don't know why people were, sl- were like, slacking at it, and I kind of like how they added like, these special episodes, um, you know, the first episode of Season 5 of oh, My, oh, my Hero Game, they had the little, like... I would say, kind of like a little prelude, like a recap almost of what happened in the previous season, just to give everybody up to speed of what's going on. Like I said, dude, my throat's kind of a little sore, but I'm trying to power through, guys. Um, yeah, so it, it started, you know, they had the big three, you know, Nijiri, um and their uh, Hado. They had a big three, Miro, and they had um, Mirio and um, what's his name? Oh, my God, I forgot it. Mizaki. Um, they had them three, you know, helping out, you know, Class 1A's training. And kind of shows, like, a recap of what happened, like, the previous season, just to give you guys, like, a refresher like, what happened. And it led to, you know, Class 1A taking out Class 1B and, like, a training, like, a co-training exercises, like I said, which kind of, like, yeah, it kind of dragged, but at the same time, it was kind of cool because you get to see the other, classes like you know their abilities and why they rival class 1a and seeing them in action see all these different team ups and then um the quirks were interesting especially the mushroom girls quirk was really interesting and Delia it was kind of creepy but we got to see Kendall's abilities how she took on uh, momo um and of course we got to see deku's from um, powers starting to evolve he, he obtained a new ability because he's starting to develop more of the predecessors of uh one for all so it's like he's starting to get these new abilities as well because they're growing inside him because you know he's slowly you know tapping in now he's tapping into the force or like the force that shares you know the you know with the reason like the predecessors of one for all he's starting to gain their abilities as well because one for all basically is a quirk that gets shared from one person to another and it gets like you know developed with the powers and it gets passed on to the next one it's pretty much carrying a legacy um and Deku, you know, he's starting to have these dreams Where he sees, we see a little bit of the original One for All and All for One A little bit as well And, of course, Shigeraki was the big highlight as well when they did the, When they Then, of course, we got to see Deku, Toroki and Baku Do a little, like, you know, work study at Endeavor's, um, you know, Hero Agency We got to see more of Endeavor Which I enjoy reading in the manga We got to see Toroki's family because that, I mean, Toroki's kind of cool I mean, He's real popular with a lot of fans right now and we got to see why, you know, why he has these feelings towards his dad. And, like, Endeavor is trying to be, you know, Endeavor dealing with, you know, being the number one hero. Now that All Might retired from the previous season. Endeavor taking on the match so as the new number one. Now, he has all that pressure. But at the same time, he's trying to, you know, reconnect with his family. You know, try to be like the dad that he couldn't be when they were younger. And, of course, you know, Natsu, who's like Torowuki's, like, older brother you know, for Yumi, you know, being the biggest, sis- the big sister, you know, trying to keep the family united, and, you know, Natsu's like, he still, um, still, blame. you know, he blames his dad for causing Toyo's death, Toyo was also another older brother of Todoroki, uh, and Natsu's older brother, and, you know, how he blames some Endeavor for that and the abuse that Toyo went through and stuff, and, you know, he still can't forgive his dad, even though, you know, Endeavor is trying, and then how Natsu kind of pissed off at him for pushing, you know, Todoroki as well for pushing Shoto as well, you know, and then, of course, driving their mom to, like, to point to having a mental breakdown and, you know, being a mental, like, you know, being in a mental hospital, and it's good seeing, like, his, her mom, like, their mom, like, getting better and stuff, and finally learning about what happened to how Shoto got that scar, because people think, oh, you know, Shoto got that scar from his dad, but no, it's like an accident that, you know, his mom caused, you know, by accident, you know, she poured some some cold water on like a hot wound and it kind of like left the scar on there because you're not supposed to do that <laughs> um, um but it was good seeing that and seeing a different side to the toroki family and it was cool and you see um deku bakugo and shoto pretty much working together they're kind of like the three musketeers which of course the film that's coming out world's Heroes mission which is coming out i think they're gonna have it here in the u.s i think the end of this month i can't wait I'm going to try to get tickets for that, so I'm looking forward to that film as well. They're going to be available in sub and dub. You can watch a sub or dub either way. Probably, I watched the whole season and sub on Crunchyroll because, when, you know, with Funimation and when it comes to, like, sample dubbing, they have to delay it because, you know, with COVID guidelines, most of the actors are recording their lines from home. So they have to find out, you know, ways to integrate, like, like the, the voice tracks and everything. And I'm, like, I'm probably going to go back and rewatch it, the dub, just to see if they change anything. Because I, I like... This is like one of the few animes I like both sub and dub because it kind of fits. So, I um, will go back and do a rewatch on my hero... On um, Boku no, no Hero Academia Season 5. On dub on Funimation. So, if you want to check it out right now. Hopefully, the dub will be on soon. Check out most of the dub on Funimation. You can also check it out on Hulu as well. Because the some of us in there. And they also do the sub on Crunchyroll. Um... And, of course, we got to see the famous My Villain Academy arc, which is covered a lot in the manga. And you get to see, like, the villains, you know. You get to see the League of Villains, like, you get to see and you get to dwell into Shigaraki's origins. Which I was glad to see how it looked animated because it was, oh my god, in the manga, it was like, holy shit, you know. It's, like, that gruesome, but it looks so much more gruesome in the anime. I'm like, what the fudge, man. It It was so done. And, you know, you feel sympathetic for Shigaraki because he had this, like... Illness and you know, his quirk was you know out of control, and to the point the promise, he was getting all that verbal abuse from his dad because you know, his dad was you know, his dad was um, had so much ill feelings toward his mom, who we find out is you know, who, fi- who we find out is like basically the basically All Might's predecessor, who she had to like eventually had to give him up to adoption so they don't go after her. Or go after his her family. So, so he he that he all has that ill attitude towards heroes. And even though Tomorrow wanted to be a hero when he was a kid, but of course had to deal with the verbal abuse from his dad. And you know how he kept scratching and scratching to the point. I mean, he looked like he had a loving family, but it's like it got to the point where you know, he had a breakdown. He had a mental breakdown, and to the point where he had to like you know do what he did. And it sucks. He pretty much took out his whole family, and even the dog was just like, oh my god, the dog. Oh. See his quirk in action and then how he gets discovered by All For One. And how for mm-hmm. basically all for one basically is just, you know, breeding him to be like his predecessor. But he's like, you know, his you know, his in you know, his next in line, you know, basically. He's a his descendant, basically. He's like protege, so to say. And you gotta see them going against, you know, the meta liberation party. The meta human liberation party. That between that and then it, it, it we dressed, I mean, that fight between Dressel and Shigaraki. It was a good, like, few episodes of that. And, and of course, the season finale episode, you know, finishes off with that. And we get to catch up on you know, on Deku and everybody else. You know, there was some some filler episodes, there was one with the work study one with um, where I got to see, you know, it wasn't in the manga, but I got to show like. You know, Uraka, Asui, and Niji with their you know with their instructor Aruiku, with their you know boss Enrikyu, and they get the we get the C two characters that are only a feature in the anime only. Oh, I forgot her name, but she's she has like the sonar, and of course the the dude is like a giant man, like a mantis or seal type you know quirk. He's funny as hell. Um, we got to see them. We got to see, you know, Raka's suit in action she got her suit upgraded as well and her new abilities. So we got to see them in action. Yeah, it was like a summer beach type episode because my hurricane doesn't have any beach episodes. I think it's like the only beach episode we ever had because either dry camp or, you know, noise constantly training. Um, but, like, this season wasn't bad. I gave this season... Let me see. What did I give this season? So, let's see. What did I rate it as? I rated it as a nine. I gave it a nine because I enjoy it. Because right now with the manga, I'm like so caught up with the manga now. We're at the point where it's probably gonna take another season or two until they catch up to the manga. Because I'm looking forward to what the next season is gonna be, and they know they announced season six, and it's gonna be the biggest, like, I would say the biggest season ever because it's like one it's gonna be one of the biggest arcs ever. So I won't spoil for you anime only fans, but if you if you're manga fans, please. Don't spoil it for the anime-only viewers. So, anime-only viewers, um, either wait for a few minutes. Um, Spoiler alert, guys. Um, Manga readers, we all know what we're talking about. Um, We're going to get to the point where we're finally going to have, like, the heroes are finally going to get together, the mission, gather together, and take on, you know, basically the combination of the Paranormal Liberation Front, basically. The big war, basically. So... That's what I'm looking forward to see. I mean, I'm looking forward to see that, see how that is spread out, and what well, my season for episodes, and of course the films because they did announce it could be a lot of like My Hero Academia films, and hopefully I'm like crossing my fingers because I've been reading My Hero Academia Vigilantes, which is like a prequel to My Hero Academia. Hopefully they make that into an anime. I'd love to see that, or even make it into a film. I'd be more happy either one, because that's really good too. I do recommend guys read that don't know Hero Academia. Um, Vigilantes, because that's actually or illegals, how it doesn't call in college, Japan. So, definitely read that. It's really good. It's basically a prequel to My Hero Academia, as a spinoff. And it follows this guy named Kochi, who's like a college student. And he's kind of like Deku, so he's like an all my fanboy, but he wants to help people. He doesn't have a hero license, so he's just helping like the community and stuff. So, he's basically like a vigilante. Vigilantes in the My Hero Academia universe. Or, you know, they want to help people, but they're not licensed. So they're not recognized by any of the hero agencies. And this guy, Kochi, along with, like, Knuckle Duster, who's became, like, his, kind of like his master, who has no quirks. And this girl named Popstead, who has a quirk that she bounces and stuff. And she's kind of trying to be, like, a virtual idol, kind of like an idol, per se, that can inspire people. And Kochi pretty much has, like, a gliding abilities, but if you read the manga, he develops other quirks later on. Which I'm on a spoil it for you guys. It's really good. It's more intense than like the main story, the main series, but I definitely recommend it. Give it a read. It's called My Hero Academia Vigilante. You just can check it out in any local bookstore. Get it digital. And just support the authors. Support the artists. So yeah. So that's one I just that just finished this year. Check it out. My Hero Academia season five. Um, okay, let's see. What other one that finished this summer? <laughs> Let's see sorry guys i'm just going through the list right now trying to see which one's like finished this year i finished like at least some oh i know which one just finished this year i finished recently let me pull it up here there's a that came out in the spring but they finally finished like before the fall it's called marie Mari um, Mashita the second season, or welcome to Demon School Kun season two. That just finished. Um it's starting to spring, but ended this summer. Um basically, if you haven't seen season two, um basically season two is a it's a comedy demons fantasy school shonen, in supernatural. Right now the score of my anime list is at 8.12. Right now it's ranked at 404 my anime list. I'll give you a synopsis. After many trial tribulations, Irmo Suzuki is found living among demons. Despite having to hide his true identities, a human, even more so, he has found using new ambition like well, keep ranking up in this world. However, this plan is halted when Irma's club is temporarily dismissed, and he is forced to be part of the student council. No, for further strictness toward rowdy students, its co-hearted president is Amelie Azazo, Irmo's friend. Although Irmo is not used to following the original schedule and main rules, he wants to still prove himself and help Amelie Okay, alongside all the other members of the council, Patrol rises Amelie's personality when he changes due to strange circumstances, putting the school, soon, council's reputation, in jeopardy. Will Irma be able to save them and avoid having the whole school turn to pure chaos? So, like I said, this aired in April, April seventeenth, and September, and then last month. It's a good series. Um, it is a manga, which I just started reading. Um, just to get more context and stuff, and. I enjoy manga, and I enjoy the series. It's kind of like you know, it's like a slice of life, but with demons. Like it's like we hear stories about demons. Like did he go to school? The kitchen and there's this human who, pretty much, you know, his grandpa. His grandpa's well, his grandpa's like a demon because his parents sold him to this demon Solomon. But Solomon loves Irma like he like his own grandchild, and decided, hey, my grandson wants an education, but he spoils him. And it's like, and Irma was like, you know, at first, you know, the first season, he was like afraid, you know, you know. Oh, I don't want to get eaten and stuff, but eventually he started having friends like Clara and Ice and um and Az. So, you know, Alice. Was, <laughs> so he started having these friends and now his classmates, he's starting to get along with his classmates. So he's starting to have fun because he's never been in school. He's been always doing like jobs and he could never say no. And I kinda like that this his, his character I'm joined to Irma because he's, his character's developing. Being, you know, being almost like the recluse. Like, he didn't want to associate. He just wanted to, like, get on by. But now having friends, enjoying life, going to school, get education. Now he has this goal that he wants to get to the top. Like, he wants to rank himself up. Because who knows? He, may, he could be the first non-human to graduate demon school. I think the school's, like, six years or something. So, it's, like, a combination of high school and junior high, basically. So, it's, like, because they go to school for six years. So, it's, like, a combination of both. And, of course, you got Amelie, who's, like, in this season... um, Gonna seem her more, like, her personality size changed, but she's starting to, if you haven't seen first season or read the manga, she's starting to, spoilers, um, she's starting to develop feelings for Irma, you know, because, you know, they have their time there where Irma reads her, like, the the manga that he supposedly helped out work on, which is uh, Love Memories, first Love Memories, and they have their time together, she's starting to develop things, she's, like, in that secondary type, like, I don't know how I can approach him. I never felt this way before, before with somebody. Because her reputation. She's supposed to be like this. Like, you know. Having this aura of being a strong leader. Because she's the president of the student council. She. She. She's supposed to be so strong. She cannot show weakness. You know. In front of somebody. You know. Because people look up to her. You know. All these our students look up to her. So it's like. All our demons look up to her. So it's like. But that is one well. of course. Like I said. Roma having the magic ring. And. We get to see his right like, ring acting up and he's like, you see his personality kind of like evolve throughout this season. So definitely recommend seeing this. It's currently on Crunchyroll. It's available on Sub, but now with Crunchyroll, actually starting to do dubs. It's also available on Dubs, but I think they're kind of like a few episodes behind on the dub. So definitely check it out on Sub. It's currently airing, on, it currently airs on Crunchyroll. Uh, let's see another one that just started in the spring and in the summer. Let me see. As well, because like I said, there's a lot of ones that, you know, ended in the summer. Okay, like this one. Okay, here we go. Another spring one that started in spring and ended in the summer. Um, It's called... It's a long title, but I'll give you the English one as well. Excuse me. I am trying to learn Japanese again. I'm trying to get back into it again and learn Japanese. I always have basic Japanese, but I'm trying to learn more. But please do not shoot a message if I said this wrong. Um. Yukio full dive RPG ga genjutsu yori mo Kusoke datara. Also known as full dive, the ultimate next gen full dive RPG is even shittier than real life. Pretty much, this one aired from April 7th and it ended June 23rd. Like I said, I'm doing a lot of spring slash summer animes just to give you guys what I saw. Um, this is the source is a light novel. Um, it's rated PG-13, currently it, it aired on Crunchyroll. I mean, not Crunchyroll, Funimation. And it's an action, comedy, fantasy game. What I like about it, one of my voice actors who plays the main character, Hiroshi Yuki, is the same actor who does Deku in My Hero Academia. He's hilarious. He's a good actor. Basically, right now, it's a score of 6.5. I'll give you my rating for it. Oh, before I do that, I forgot to give you guys what I rate. I gave Ku Season 2 an 8 Rating, so I give them an uh, eight rating. So I end up going with that. Let me go back to what I was going through. Sorry about that. I gave, even though this one's a six, I gave it an eight. I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it, it was interesting. So basically, this is the synopsis for. It. I'm reading from my anime list. I, like I said, I use my anime list to keep track of what anime I'm watching or what's coming up in the next season. So this is what the synopsis says for Miami list. <laughs> ten years ago, at the peak of a VR, MMO development industry, a game titled Kiwami Quest entered a scene with potential like no other. Boasting a colossal total of ten sex six des- six decillion branches of possible story scenarios, this game pursued alternate realism, ranging from human-like NPCs through a perfect replication of all senses and physical abilities. But it soon became apparent that this game was too realistic, and the popularity of VR MMOs in general gradually began to plunge. At present, due to an accident a few years ago prior, the high school student Hiroshi Yuki now immerses himself in full-die RPGs as a form of escapism. After failing to acquire the latest version of his favorite game, Hiroshi stumbles upon a game shop and meets its beautiful clerk, Riona Kisaraki, who convinces him to buy a copy of Kawami Quest so they can play together. First time Hiroshi plays the game, he marvels at its realism and offers. However, he's his astonishment is short-lived. It's he sets off a series of misfortunes. Quickly realizing that the game is even worse than his already stressful life, nevertheless Hiroshi survives on logging in again, despite his growing contempt for the game. With no do overs in his current disadvantageous situation, Hiroshi has one go. Here in the game, I mean, when I read when I heard about this show, this show, I'm like, it's been like very few animes that you know. That do VRMOs. I know Sora Online became infamous for it. But with that one, you know, there's very few series that have it. Like, both was a good one. It was like a slice of life. But it took Because, you know, people got burned out from it because my Sora Online was, oh, it's virtual. But in that one, what made that exciting was, if they get killed in the game, they die in real life. You know, that, and then, of course, they started making all these other clones start coming out from, you know, from the SAO. Which had these, I think one that was cool was um, Infinite Detrogram was a good one that had that as well so they try to take you know advantage of you know bring vmr MMOs and you know instead of trying to kill the characters try to find a way to one up you know sora online when this one was kind of cool because it was like it's an rpg but it's like to the point it's more realistic it's like so your brain can feel the senses of getting hurt or you know stuff and this character hiroshi again you know when i watched the series i'm like I understand why he had this issue when he was like he was like he was he was a track star you know he was an athlete, and he had an accident during like a track meet where they had like scouts and stuff, and he had an accident during a run, and of course his reputation got so bad that he went into hiding to the point he became like a pushover like the bullies were hounding him for money. But he was also a gamer, but because he found like an escapism, like we all do from real life. We look at video games as a form of escape from reality because even if we feel stressful, video games are there to help us out. And of course, like I said, based on the synopsis, he couldn't find the game that he wanted. He you know, never caught this girl who's really beautiful. Of course, she has a nice rack. Sorry, <laughs> but who pretty much coerced him to get this game that was pretty much infamous 10 years ago. And it was still being played. But the bad thing is, if you don't clear the game, I guess it has an effect where you mess up in the game or something, and it kind of fries your system or something. And of course, you know he doesn't want that to happen, so he decides to try it. And of course, when he starts it, he messes up. <laughs> so now he's trying his best to beat this game, and the girl that he's, you know, he bought the game from, basically tries to help him out as much as she can. And he starts looking at these strategy guides or walkthroughs from this one user who supposedly cleared the game. Because basically, once you start, you can't pretty much finish it. Because if you don't finish the game or beat it at a certain point. What well, I like about it, you can save the game. But it could fry your system if you don't beat it. Because once you start it, you can't stop playing. So, it's not bad. Hopefully, you do a Season 2. I like the opening and the closing songs. They were great. Like I said, the character was annoying at first. But he grew on me. So, definitely check that out. That is currently airing on Funimation. I gave it an 8. So, if they have a different opinion, by all means, let me know. And let's see what other summer one that I am seeing that finished this year. Um, oh, I did see this was one of the summer ones I saw. one that actually was true summer. ga michibiku Isekai Dochu, which means Michi Tsukumichi Moonlit Fantasy. Um, this is an action adventure comedy fantasy series. It's a light novel as a source. series by C2C. In here from July 7th to September 22nd, 2021. Actually, that was like the only summer anime that i seen. Like I said, there's lot of, I had a lot of animes I didn't catch up on. So, um, it's right now it's currently got a score of a 7. I think I, I had to see what I gave it, but let me read the synopsis for it. Um, As part of a mysterious contract agreed upon by Goddesses' goddess's parents years ago, Makoto Misumi finds himself sent to another world to meet the goddess and become a hero. However, the deity sees Makoto to be supposedly hideous to her standards and reason to even lay eyes upon him and invokes his heroic title, disdainfully giving him the ability to understand all languages except the human language. as conversation. The goddess drives Makota off to the farthest edges of the wasteland far from human civilization. Due to despair between Earth and his new world, Makoto's inherent physical and magical abilities awaken, making him extremely powerful, thanks to the one of the gods having pity on him. Pretty much ticked off by the other goddess. You know, this guy was like the moon guy. He decided to give him the abilities to help him out. To survive. He meets various demi-humans and mythical beings. Who end up being captivated with his characteristics. And join Makoto building a new community. Where all of them can be peacefully. coexist. this. Nevertheless, despite this successful success. Makoto still yearns to meet fellow humans in a world where the goddess herself. Has barred him from interacting with his kind. It is up to Makoto's companions to fill his desire. And perhaps reform society along the way. Yes, it's another Isekai guys. But honestly, this is the isekai where honestly, I'm recruiting from Makoto because it's like, he to me looks like an average looking dude. I mean, I, it kind of shows that, you know, how people are judged by their looks. And this goddess, I feel like she's like judged by his like, oh, you're ugly, you know, and just like, but you're, and then he finds out his parents actually came from the world. So it's like, there's some people from other worlds that came over to his world and, you know, he and he's all fascinating too to see what his parents, you know, they, he went to land basically where his parents <laughs> grew up. So, um, and of course, he runs into these Demi-Humans, he runs into the Orc, like his Orc girl name, oh my gosh, she's cool, uh, Emma's her name and he saves her. Our orcs are kind of like pig, type people and she's cute and all and like he helps her out he's able to understand her and you know they got their fear of humans because it's like oh we never met a human that's actually nice to demi humans and of course he ends up running across this dragon who becomes his servant named tomo and mio who was like a giant spider and basically he and shiki who's like a, a lich and so basically they try to build this community where the demi plane where they try to coexist between the different like species. And also, at the same time, you know, he has that earning to yearn to meet with humans because he wants to see, you know, where his parents grew up in and basically try to survive in the world. And, of course, you know, the goddess finds out about him and, you know, tries to pretty much try to kill him, basically. So, basically, he was supposed to give a tax to save the world, but unfortunately, because supposedly the goddess called him ugly, now he's pretty much tries to fend for himself. But now that he's got friends and allies and trying to build his community, now, you know, it's not bad. It's kind of like almost like slime. It's kind of like almost like that time I got reoccurring as a slime. It's kind of like that. It's got kind of some inspiration from that as well. But like I said, this is like one of the only true summer animes that I've seen. Because like I, like I said, I've been catching up on other animes that I missed like in the spring and and stuff in the winter. So yeah, and some ones that kept pretty much putting it off on my list uh, that you know I didn't get to. So here's another one. This is another spring one that pretty much... I try to, like, spread myself with different animes. So this one's kind of like a romantic comedy. So I try to, you know, do, like, these slice of life ones. So here's another one. So I think for that Tsukimichi, I gave it... Let's see. Let me pull it up here. I gave it an 8. You see, I'm really generous, guys. It's, like, it's kind of rare for me to give a 10. I have not given any animes a perfect 10 yet. I think I only gave one. Even the highest I do is right. Yeah, I gave the movie Heroes Rising from My Hero Academia in the fourth season, a 10. But so far, I've been like either 8s, 9s, 7s. There's a few 7s there as well. But here's another one that I saw that's like a romantic comedy. It came out in the spring, but in the summer. Same thing with this other one. So there's some other ones I watch as well. But for this one, let's do some romantic comedy. So let's go ahead and pull that one up. Let's see if I can pull it up. Here it is. It's called Osanaji. Osenanaji me ni love comedy. It's a comedy, hair and romance school setting. Um, it's by Studio Doga It's a light novel. English title is rom Romcom with the childhood friend won't lose. Here from April fourteenth to June thirtieth, twenty twenty-one, my birthday. Um, it is um, pretty much uh on control. Basically, the synopsis is Suhara Maru's childhood best friends Was one of the Jose Mino's high school's most popular girls, Kuruha Shida. Cute, outgoing, affectionate, and Kuruha is the perfect older sister type. She has boys constantly begging at her feet to be with her. Yet, when she confesses to Suhara one day, he merely rejects her. He can't just think of her in that way. Besides, he already has his sights on his first love, school idol renowned author, Shokuza Suha believes that he has a chance with Kachi after one festival meeting. But soon he finds out that Kachi has a boyfriend. When his dreams now shatter, Suha recognizes that it could have been. That is until Kuroha approaches him with a proposal. Let's get revenge. So it's kind of like... It's a story. It's almost like a a revenge story, almost. Like, they try to work together. And, you know, he's trying to get the attention of this author. He was a former child actor. And something happened when he was a kid. And he decided not be acting. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Um, but he's in love with this author that he got along as well. And this other girl that gets thrown in the mix that supposedly played with him in this series, like this drama series. It's not bad. It's like a slice of life, and, you know, it's a romantic comedy, so I'm trying to get myself a little into like that genre. Like I said, that's one of the goals. Get out of my comfort zone. I gave that one. I believe I gave that one, like, a seven for that one, so definitely check that out. Um Anything else? Nope, that's basically it. Um I do want to share... I did see the... Um, one of the OVAs that came out this year during the summer as well, they came out in August, was the OVA for Tonikaku Kawaii SNS or um, yowakawa Tonikawa um, Tohakawa Fly Me to the Moon. Um, was the, they did a the little um, OVA, so pretty much. Um, it's like a little one episode OVA. It's based on the manga, um, which I'm, I'm reading to get more context to find out what Sukasa is, what she is. Um, so basically the whole episode was, when Nasa is calling to work suddenly, Sukasa faces her first night alone since they're married. Struck with loneliness, she takes a hold of a smartphone that Nasa gave her as a gift. Even when a partner may, got sorry. So basically she asks um, Nasa for a smartphone. And they end up getting a smartphone. So he helps her, like, program it and everything, and, you know, he has to go away for work. And you know she gets lonely, so it's like her first night. You know they're currently living with their friends at the, at the bath house, so they're living in the little guest room or something, or their guest quarters, I guess. And it's like I read the I'm reading the manga right now. And, I like the way the manga. It's so different than the anime. I do recommend watching the anime too, uh, but definitely check out this OVA. I loved it. You know I love the series as well. I can't wait. I can't wait if they do a season two. I gave it a nine, and I gave the regular series a nine as well. So definitely check it out tonikawa fly me out to the moon so definitely check that out as well okay let me show you guys the animes that i pretty much you know that i completed and one of them was i rec- completed recently is neon genesis evangelion um i watched the netflix one Watched the sub because i heard the dub wasn't as good you know, I'll give dubs a chance, but I, when I read the dub, is wasn't good. They kind of changed a few things. Um, of course, this is one of the animes I saw when it was on Adult Swim on Toonami late at night. And it was kind of hard to find it streaming anywhere. And luckily, Netflix would get the rights. But of course, Netflix wants to use their own dub actors. So I decided to watch it in the original Japanese. And then this anime came out in 1995. Um, it's action, avant-garde, drama, mecha, psychological, and sci-fi. And right now, it's based, it's an original source. There are manga, manga adaptations of it. Um, they are from October 4, 1995 to March 27, 1996. You can find it on Netflix, of course, and also the film. And I'll show you which ones I'm watching right now. And of course, we know that all the films are out right now on Amazon Prime. And we'll get to those once I watch the film that takes place after the series. So basically, for the main series, I'll read the synopsis from my enemy list. Currently, it holds at a score of 8.33. Um, 15 years after the cataclysm event known as the second impact, the world faces a new threat. monstrous celestial beings called angels invade Tokyo. Line 1. Mankind is unable to defend themselves against the angels despite utilizing their most advanced munitions and military tactics. The only hope for human salvation rests in the hands of NERV, a mysterious organization led by the cold Gendu Ikari. NERV operates giant humanoid robots and dubbed Evangelions to com- combat the angels with a state of our advanced weaponry, protect the bears, known absolute terror fields. Years after being abandoned by his father, Shinji Ikari, Gendo's 14 year old son returns to Tokyo. Shin- 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 Shinji undergoes a potential internal battle against the deeply buried trauma caused by the loss of his mother and the emotional neglect he suffered against his dad. Terrified to open himself up to another, Shinji's life is forever changed upon meeting 29 year old Misato Katsuragi, a high ranking nerve officer who shows him a free spirit of maternal kindness he has never experienced. A devastating angel attack forces Shinji into action as Gendo reveals. His true motive for inviting his son back to Tokyo. Shinji is the only child capable of effectively piloting Evangelion Unit 01. A new robot that synchronizes with his biometrics. Despite the brutal psychological trauma brought about by piloting Evangelion. Shinji defends Tokyo against an angelic threat oblivious to his father's dark machinations. Honestly, you can watch the films. Because the films kind of does like a recap and adds some new things to the story. But if you want to watch the original series, go ahead. Um, I gave it... Uh, eight. Many people argue against that. But I give it an eight. I I enjoy it because it's like the first time watching it in a long time. Um, it kind of relates to what it. it you is. Know, it's about teenagers, you know, the mental issues, what they had to go through. You know, he went through the loss of his mom. And his dad's not, you know, his dad's not paying attention. You know? So he becomes like shut off and it's like and then he's forced to live with the uh, with, you know, with a 29 year old and she's trying to be as motherly as she can, you know, watch out for him and stuff. And then of course she runs into these other girls like Ray and Asuka, who comes from Germany. She's like a Japanese slash German, you know, she's like mixed. So he has her in his life and she has her issues as well. So it's like all these kids have like these like psychological issues. So it kind of, they kind of relate to each other. But it's just saying he's a teenager. He's like, he gets thrown into the situation. Oh, you got to defend the world and stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's 95, it's kind of dated, but it looks pretty good. Um, it, doesn't, it ages pretty badly, but otherwise, I enjoyed the sub The The sub of it. You can watch the dub, it's up to you guys, but I heard it's like not as good as the original dub. They didn't get any of the original cast to come back for it. But definitely check it out. I mean, there are the films out right now, which I'm planning to watch, and then the film I'm trying to plan to watch too is The End of Evangelion, which is basically like a, like a follow-up to the series as well. So yeah, so now we'll get, before I take my little ad break... I am going to show you what ones I have, you know, I am currently watching. That I am currently watching and trying to catch up on. So let's go ahead and knock the ones I'm currently watching right now. Like I said, my main focus is trying to, you know, focus on one series right now and then jump into the next one. Right now, I'm currently watching Black Clover. I'm 26 episodes in. I read the manga. I'm up to date on the manga. I can wait for more chapters to come. I'm watching it in dub. I'm funimation, so I can pay attention to the animation. I've seen some of it before on sub. I just couldn't stand out voice a little bit too much in the free stream episodes. That's why I said I watched the dub. The dub is actually not bad. It's actually really good. I'm just really sad, it's yummy, so it's just gonna awesome. It's all might Piccolo Vegeta. So I'm watching that right now. Cowboy Bebop. I am... Um i planning on watching the film because the film, I had the film on Blu-ray, on DVD. I'm planning on watching that because context plays kind of takes place between episodes 22 and 23 of the series. So I saw 22 episodes on Cowboy Bebop because I can't wait for the live action show. If you guys checked out the trailer that Netflix released for Cowboy Bebop, they actually did an opening. Their own version of the opening, which is kind of similar to the anime opening. But of course, a lot of people are saying the only thing that's missing is Ed. Which we have not seen Ed. So who knows? There's rumors that maybe Ed won't be out until... Either end of this season or possibly into next season, depending on how the performance of this show goes. But I like the opening. They got a lot of the big, you know, main val- main main villains they to across, main antagonists they went across throughout the series. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm also watching Dorohedoro. I read the whole manga. Now I'm watching the anime. I'm six episodes in. It's CG. I'm liking it so far. And you definitely need to catch up on that. I started rewatching Dragon Ball Z. Before I get into Super. I read the whole manga so I know exactly what's going on. And just be watching Dragon Ball Z. Also, Dungeon Nin no Watamaru ma Machigai Kitaru Daru ka? Or, It's Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls Want a Dungeon. I'm doing a rewatch of that in dub. I'm watching it for foreign and Sub, but I'm going to watch it in dub. High Dive has the dub and it has the whole series plus the OVAs and the film. Watch on that on high dive watching Eden Zero. Read the manga, caught up. (coughs) Unfortunately, it's a Netflix exclusive and they only have the first 12 episodes. It runs for 25. Hopefully, the next episodes come out sometime this fall. But I'm enjoying it as well because it's like it's by the creator fairy tale, but this time it takes place in space, which is kind of cool. It's a different genre. And I'm watching Ice Shield 21, it's a sports manga. And I'm watching the anime, but I am planning to read the manga as well. But I want to see the anime just to compare it with two. And it's by the writer of Dr. Stone. He wrote, it's basically how Japanese pretty much translate American football. <laughs> That's basically what it is. And like I said, I'm, re- I'm, wa- I'm going to plan on finishing Neon Genesis Evangelion, the end of Evangelion, which is the follow-up film. Then I'm also watching Nurahiro no Mago, or Euro Rise of the Yokai Clan, um, seven episodes in. It's currently on Hulu. It's kind of like, you know, like a yokai type episode. I'm watching that as well. It's a kid named Yura who pretty much he's half yokai, half human, but he doesn't want to be a yokai leader. And his abilities wake up at night. Of course, I am watching One Piece. And my goal is, what happens with One Piece? I start with the anime first. I need to catch up on the latest episodes. So, besides Crack Cobra, I'm going to try to catch up on One Piece. I'm going to do something that probably takes a while to do. I'm going to try to read the whole manga series so far. Like I have this digital manga service where I can read manga. And it updates the chapters. So, I'm going to try to read One Piece. All volumes. All 100 volumes. (laughs) So, I can be caught up with everybody else that's reading One Piece. I'm um, I'm loving the one arc, definitely <coughs> see how it's going so far, I know the anime is barely catching up to the manga, so, and of course the One Piece live action series is coming out soon, and of course, Working was one of the ones I was working season two, but fortunately when I was watching it, Crunchyroll lost the rights to it, so now it's not streaming anywhere. <coughs> I saw the first episode working. But, unfortunately, again, you finish Season 2. It's based on a manga. It's based about this kid working at a family restaurant. And the hijinks that employees go through. Finish Season 1 of the anime. I barely watched Season 2, of course. By the time I was going to go back to it, the episodes were pulled from Crunchyroll. And right now, I've been checking everywhere. It's not streaming anywhere else. Unless I go to a third-party site, which I don't want to. But, eventually, it's probably going to have to go to a third-party site that has it. But luck for me, I'm going to read the manga. I found the manga on the digital manga series I have. I'm going to try to read it and see what's going on. And of course, watching the old Yu-Gi-Oh! Doom Monsters, the sub that's on Crunchyroll. Not watching the 4Gids version of it. I'm watching the original version. Right now, I'm at 7 episodes in. About 224 episodes. And that's what I'm watching right now. So right now, I got 12 entries. But right now, the plan to watch, I have 176 animes that plan to watch, and most of them are summer fall of last year, summer of this year, and some movies, some series, some like doing rewatches I got a lot of stuff I gotta go through I got a two hundred fifty nine entrees of anime I'm gonna try to watch and I got a bunch like twelve there I got on a hold right now, most of them are rewatches, but yeah. And, of course, before I I take the break, we'd like to mention today is the 19th anniversary of Naruto, the anime, which aired in Japan in 2001. So, 19 years. The Nanga came out in 1999, got that to the anime in 2001. I think we didn't get it here until like a year later. So, check out Naruto. It's on Hulu. Funimation has the first episodes. Um, Crunchyroll has them. I think Netflix might have Naruto as well. Definitely check it out. That's one of the first manga series I started reading. I fell in love with it after Dragon Ball. So definitely check out Naruto. Okay, I'm going to take a break. break, And when we come back, we're going to discuss the fall anime preview. Don't go away. or Game Fighter Podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Okay, guys, um, we're back. Oh, so now I'm going to my anime list and show you the animes that are being listed for Fall 2021. Some are continuations of previous animes, and some are new ones that just got announced. I know Crunchyroll and Funimation have been, co- since they're both under the same umbrella, and it looks like they're going to keep operating separately until they do the final mergings. Um, they are announcing both, you know, both things that are coming out soon. So, let's go ahead and start with the top of the list, the Miami list. The first one will be Mushoko um, Tensei. Mushoko Tensei Isekai Itara Honky Dasu Season 2. It's going to be... Apparently, it's going to air planned for 12 episodes. Um, it's a drama, edgy fantasy. It's planned for basically for October 4th, for, so basically tomorrow. Funimation is the licensor, so it's currently mm-hmm. going to be on Funimation. It's based on a light novel. So, basically, this... That, Basically, it's going to be the second half of the first, basically the second half of the main series. So, if you're not familiar with the first series, let me go ahead and um, go to the synopsis for the main series. And I think I get that one on a good score. Right now, it's currently at 8.36 on Miami list, but here's the synopsis. Let's just get you an idea what the second season is going to be about. Um, despite being bullied, scoring or oppressed all of his life, 34 years, shut in and found... Shut in, still found the result to attempt something heroic, only for it to end in a tragic accident. But in a twist of fate, he awakens in the normal world as Rudius is greater at, starting life again as a baby born to two loving parents. Preserving his memories and knowledge from a furious life, Rudius quickly adapts to his new environment. With the mind of a grown adult, he starts to display magic, magical talent that exceeds all expectations, honing his skill with the help of a mage named Roxy Emiguria. Rudius learns swordplay from his father, Paul, meets Sylvia, a girl his age, who quickly becomes his closest friend. And Rudy's second chance to life begins, he tries to make the most of his new opportunity while conquering his traumatic past. Perhaps one day, he may find the one thing he could not find in his whole world is love. So it's a little etchy in it as well. Um, there's the light novel. So basically, yeah, he has a mind. He was a shut-in. and um, I mean, the first season, definitely check it out on Funimation. But they got the trailer for the second season, and it's basically, you know, right now, they're pretty much, it's him, and, you know, they're trying, him, and they got a few allies are along the way, and they're just trying trying to survive, basically, <laughs> in this new world, so a new territory they're gonna be in. So I want to spoil the first season for you guys, definitely check it out, so that's the second season, I'm looking forward to see how it is. Um, there's a manga adaptation of it, so I'm gonna definitely check that, read that, and see how it is in the manga as well. It's, it's like a isekai, but it's like a isekai with a dramatic twist, so... Definitely check that out. It's on current going to be airing on Foundations by Studio Blind. Okay. Next one will be Komi-san wa komi that's <laughs> desu or Komi-san cannot communicate. Can't Komi can't communicate. It's a manga. Uh, it's one of the ones I actually going to read. It's a Netflix exclusive. Um, Netflix got the rights to it, so it's probably going to be. It just says it's going to air October seventh, so we have to wait and see if they're going to show it. I think it's going to be on Netflix. I think Netflix got the rights to it. Um, we have to wait and see when they're going to have that. So who knows when we're going to get that. Because we know Netflix is the whole we'll wait to finish there in Japan. And then we'll do it like everybody else. We'll air weekly. And it's a comedy school. showing Slice of Life. It's due Um, um m Basically, here's a synopsis for it. It's Shoko Komi's first day at the prestigious Itan Private High School. And Shirei risen to the status of the school's Madonna. With long black hair and a tall graceful appearance, she captures the attention of anyone who comes across her. There's just one problem, though. Despite her popularity, Shoko is terrible at communicating with others. Hitohito Tarano is your average high school boy. With his life model of read a situation to make sure to stay away from trouble, he quickly finds that sitting next to Shoko has made him the enemy of everyone in his class. One day, knocked out by accident, Hitohito Hito later wakes up to the sound of Shoko's meow. He lie is that he had heard nothing causing Shoko to run away, but before she can escape, Hito summarizes that Shoko is not able to talk to others easily. In fact, she has never been able to make a single friend. hito resolves to help Shoko with her goal of making 100 friends so she can overcome her communication disorder. So this is kind of like an anxiety type character. I, the way that she's sounding, she has kind of like a social anxiety. So hito is going to try his best to help her out. So I think because... She doesn't realize she's popular, but I guess people see her as being popular. And she doesn't see herself like that. And Maybe because of being popular causes people a lot of awkwardness around her. And she has this, she develops like this social anxiety. It's just kind of hard for her to, you know, talk to people. Because she feels that maybe people are intimidated by her looks. Um, it looks interesting. So I can't wait to see. I think that's going to be a Netflix exclusive. Um, next one will be the men. Uh, it's by the creators of Death Note. It's a manga, single on these by the creators of Death Note. It's like their third work that's being adapted to an anime. You know, Death Note being the first one, Bakuman is the second one, which I definitely recommend you guys see it. I might I might rewatch the anime. It's on Hulu, and also um, Platinum Man, which I'm gonna read the manga before I watch this anime. I believe that's gonna be on Crunchyroll and Funimation. I believe. I think Crunchyroll is gonna have it. Um, It's a drama, psychological, showing supernatural. And basically, um, after death of his parents, a young Birai Kakehashi has left him in the care of his abusive relatives. Since then, he has become gloomy and depressed, leading him to attempt suicide in the evening of his middle school graduation. Birai, however, is saved by a pure white girl named Nase, who shows herself as a guardian angel wishing to give him happiness, by granting him supernatural powers and a chance to become the new god. In order to earn a position, she must defeat, he must defeat 12 other god candidates within 999 days. Sumerai begins a struggle to survive as a terrifying battle royale erupts between himself and the candidates looking to obtain the most power in the world. So it's kind of like a kind of like a battle type anime or with some supernatural elements. So I'm looking to see. i seen the trailer for it. You can check it out on my anime list. It looks interesting. Definitely want to watch it. Um, it's an anime called Blue Period. I think it's going to be on Crunchyroll and Foundation. Don't get me wrong. Um. Okay, so pretty much um it's gonna come out November October 9th, it says here. Um it looks like it's a Netflix might be a Netflix uh exclusive, but it's called Blue Period. Basically, second year high school it's a drama school, saying means adult. Slice of life. Um it's a manga as a source. Second year high school student Yatora Yaguchi is bored with his normal life. He studies well and plays around with threads, but in truth he does not enjoy either of those activities. Bound by norms, he secretly envies those do things. Differently, that is until he discovers the joy of drawing. When he sees a painting made by a member of the art club, Yathor becomes fascinated with his colors. Usually, later in art, he tries to convey his language without words, but instead through painting. After that experience, Yathor finds himself as a vested in art that he decides that is what it takes to do for a living. Be that, but there, staying much his way, his parents who are hesitant over his unique choices, his more experienced peers, and has study of the subject much deeper than initially expected. So, it's a kind of like art type anime, which looks interesting. Um, according to my anime list, it says here, each episode was released on Netflix one week ahead of TV broadcast in Japan and one week after this broad. Thus, the message stream became September 25th, and regular TV broadcast we October 2nd, and international streaming began October 9th. So, it could be a Netflix one. That's probably gonna be a Netflix one. We'll definitely have, have to wait and see when it comes out. Something that looks interesting right now. It's got a score of 7.8, but I guess, and it's based on the scores in Japan. Um, 86. I haven't seen the anime. I gotta watch it. It's a mecha anime. Um, this season 2 is coming out, so it's the second season of 86. I haven't watched 86 yet. I'm definitely watching it. But if you guys are not familiar with 86, I'll read the first season synopsis. Um, according to Republic of Ascent, right now it's got an 8.9 score. It is based on a light novel and aired from April eleven to June 20th, so check it out on Crunchyroll. According to Republic of San Mongolia, their ongoing war against the Gieden Empire has no casualties. However, in their propaganda with the Silver Hair Alba, the Republic's 85 sectors live safely Behind protective walls of those different appearances, are inherent in the secret 86 faction known within the military as 86. They are forced to fight against the Empire's autonomous legion under the command of public Republican handlers. Vlad de Lena Milse is assigned to the spearhead squadron to replace their previous handlers. Shown by her peers for being a fellow 86 supporter, a supporter she continues the fight. ...against their inhuman discrimination. discrimination. Shinsei Nozo is the captain of the Spirit of the Squadron, infamous of being the sole survivor of every squadron he's been in. He insists on shouldering the names of his fallen comrades. When the fates of these young souls from two different worlds collide, will ignite the spark that lights their path to salvation, or where they burn themselves in the flames of despair. So definitely, I need to check out that series again. And it looks like the season just is supposed to air today. So I definitely need to uh, watch that. There's a lot to go through, so... My voice is starting to get shot. So, I'm going to do one more before I sign off. And the last one, there's a bunch you can check it out on Miami List, what's coming out this fall. Most of them I am playing to watch. So, I think this one's going to be on Crunchyroll Looks like, or Funimation. Let's say like it's scheduled to air the 6th of this month. It's called Attack OP Destiny. It's by Studio My House and Mappa. It's source, is an original, so it's not manga. So the musical one looks like the way it is. It's an action fantasy music. In the story of the anime, one day a black meteorite fell into the world, and the world completely changed. The meteorite produced grotesque monsters called D two, which started running rampant. D two was very quickly banned all music, which was the one thing they overcome them. But there are some people who resisted D two. They're young women who hold the power of music, the music, music art. These young women hold scores and are able to defeat the monsters, and they are also people who lead these women the conductor. The anime takes place in America in the year 2047, which has fallen to ruin thanks to the D2. Tak, a conductor, is partnered with a music guard named Yun Yume. Tak learns for the music to be a eternal world. Yume wishes to destroy the D2. Their aim is to travel to New York. So it's like a music anime. I guess they fight with music. It looks like the voice cast is really good voice cast, so I can't wait to see how that's going to look. Definitely need to check that out. So, okay, guys, that's pretty much. Like I said, there's a lot of animes coming out this year that I would love to go through, but it's a long list. I might save this for next week. So, yeah, I'll probably do that. I'll just, just stop off here and save for next week. So, uh, we'll go over. So, I think at the Philly next week, I'll be solo again because I think Beagle's going to be out of town. So,. We'll we'll leave off here and we'll continue with our free preview of Fall twenty twenty one anime next week. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, make sure you can check out the backlog of episodes of the podcast on Anchor, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Audible make sure just to follow, make sure to give us, please give us a good review and five stars on Apple, iTunes, gets us reached out to different, you know, advertisers and sponsors. Uh, also thank our sponsor, Podex for supporting us and also to you too, too, the listeners who, especially our international listeners who give us a chance, also our two American listeners as well. So my voice is starting to go. <clears throat> all right, guys, so that's all for this week. Like I said, we come back, we'll do more anime next week. So see you guys next time. As always, geek on and take care.